0: Hey, welcome back to another episode of JRI. Before we get into it, as always, we're going to do the disclaimers right, not financial advice, forward-looking statements, and make sure to check YouTube notes for the full thing. I'm excited though. Today I've got John Miniotis of Aber Silver joining me for an update on their Diablios Silver Gold project. Just saw a very impressive updated uh, mineral resource estimate get released. Uh, I'll, I'll let I'll let John get into the details here in a second, but I mean, fundamentally, I mean, this is one of the good ones, right? Better ounces, better grade, better network, better prospects still that are outside the pitter resource, imminent PFS, uh, and so yeah, lots of very kind of positive aspects both in the in the MRE and in, in, in terms of upcoming catalysts as well. But John, I guess yeah, thanks for coming on the show. How are you?
1: Doing great. Thanks very much for having me back, Matt. Uh, much appreciated. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time. So I wanted to, we were kind of chatting just before we got going here. You know, I, I know that people, you know, rather than just kind of summarizing the news release, I thought maybe we would try to get to maybe a bit more nitty gritty sort of conversation. But why don't we just start? I mean, why don't you just tell us about the success that you found here, right? Talk, talk us through the MRE, talk us through its new findings and, and what you what you're proud of, I guess.
1: Sure. So yeah, so so at Diablilos, a couple of weeks ago now, we announced the updated resource estimate. And as you, as you mentioned, I mean, improvements across the board. So tonnage went up, but most importantly, silver grades went up significantly. They increased by about a third versus the resource estimate we announced last year. So in just 12 months time, our silver grades have gone up to now 90 grams per ton of silver and about 0.8 grams per ton of gold. And so the, the gold grade stayed more or less consistent Uh, So we added over 40 million ounces of of silver here in the ground uh, with with the drilling we've done over the past year. And what's really important is that we've now added a a high-grade second deposit uh, to this project, whereas in the past it was just one single large-scale deposit. Now we've added a second large-scale deposit, but it's much, much higher grade. Uh, So that's really going to improve the economics. And then, as you mentioned, there's still numerous opportunities here to, to continue to improve things with, with drilling down the road. But uh, as for now, we're, we're extremely happy as to where we stand. Uh, we have a very robust project here and continue to de-risk that and move that forward.
0: Mm-hmm. And I remember this is one of the, in previous conversations I've asked you, you know, how when when you keep finding so much success of the drill bit, how the heck do you ever stop drilling and I move on to your economic studies, right? And I see that's obviously a good problem to have, but you do have so much. So why don't we? I mean, just to, you know, getting into it here. I mean, adding ounces, right. you know, yeah, thirty-six percent increase in total contained silver. So that's 148 million ounces of silver. You're up to 1.36 million ounces of gold. So collectively, I think that's 258 silver equivalent. Uh, do you just want to, I mean, and I think you would reference maybe having some visuals here if this can help as well, but, uh, sure. but where, are th- where are these ounces mostly coming from? So for this 36% yep. increase, which regions are expanding the most at the moment? You can see that all right, huh? Yeah, perfect. Yep perfect
1: yeah no so so this 3d uh, really helps uh, this is obviously conceptual um, right now what it looks like at surface is this uh, so ocultos be behind this main hill here is where the the resource is so yeah as you can see so this is sort of the, what the the conceptual pits will look like after we we've, we've mined out uh, sort of the the resources here uh, so you can see the large scale oculto deposit has been around for years and years and has had well over 100, 120,000 meters of drilling there. Uh, It's well-defined, but importantly, there are still some very high-grade pockets that that we could infill drill and really expand that high-grade resource, but we can talk about that later. Um, But for now, Oculto represents about 90% percentage of the tonnage here. Uh, So most of the volume comes from Oculto. But you can see towards the southwest, uh, this new high-grade jack zone. Um, This is about 5 million tons at the moment, but much higher silver grades. So grading over 200 grams per tonne of silver with uh, a little bit of gold. Uh, And so you would start off by mining jack as a standalone deposit. Uh, You would mine that, process that for about the first two years or so of the mine plan. And then, of course, you would mine out Oculto, and by the end of the mine plan, uh, the the two deposits actually touch and, and connect, as you see here. Um, so that's yeah, that's that's where the the vast majority of the resource stands. And then we have these other satellite deposits that, that we could talk to when we're talking more about future exploration upside. Uh, we think the system obviously continues to grow uh, beyond just these two pits here.
0: Mm-hmm. And so this I think this is a good, a good good time to ask this. It was later on in my, my interview but what is the i mean just for conversation's sake for the sake of this conversation what is the the grade of Jack like it's a great starter pit what is that overall grade
1: yeah it's it's over two hundred grams in the appendix here I'll scroll to some of these slides uh just so everyone can can visualize these so Jack is about five point three million tons in it's all in the measure and indicated categories you can see very very little in inferred. Um, So the overall grade is 202 grams of silver uh, with a little bit of gold. Uh, So it's 34 million ounces of silver. We just discovered this last year, and so we're very pleased. We spent $7 million uh, U.S. drilling this over the last 12 months and added, as you can see, over 34 million ounces of silver in the ground there. Um, So excellent, excellent addition to, to the project here for sure.
0: And so, I mean, like you say, Jack is brand new and this is what this is so exciting. It's already such a, a kind of a high powered project I and mean, there's still room to grow, I guess. Rather than talking about kind of future exploration, is there known areas of mineralization right now that didn't make it into the pit shell of the MRE? And then maybe, well, yeah, let's just start there. Kind of what, what, what areas do you know right now contain high grade silver and gold and, and aren't yet in the in the, in the project plan? Yeah.
1: So so all of Jack, all of the drilling we did at Jack uh, made it into into the resource and so, you know, uh, that was about 112 holes I believe. I'll just go back to, to this uh, so you can visualize it. So, you know, uh, that that's all of the drilling we did within this zone here uh, made it into the resource and literally it's all high grade. I mean, it's on average 200 grams, but there's very little variability. Uh, it's not like it's just a, a small section of that deposit is high grade. I mean, the, the entire deposit is, is very high grade um, and same at Oculto. At Oculto, within Oculto, we have a high grade zone that's in the measured category. That's what we call Tesoro. That's by far the, the highest grade portion. And that's about 12 million tons, I believe. And that's all in the measured category. Uh, so that's more than double the size of Jack, just the high grade zone at Oculto. Um, and of course, that that's made it into into the the pit as well. Now, what hasn't made it into the pit is beyond sort of the margins. I mean, we've done very little drilling, obviously, outside of of the main Jack deposit, uh, but we have encountered some high-grade silver intercepts just with the very limited drilling we've done just to the north of Jack, which is why we call it Jack North. And then slightly further away from Jack, we call this the Alpaca Zone. A uh, couple uh, drill holes we drilled there. Uh, you know, some very good indications that the Jack deposit could further expand out towards the, the north here. So that's a, a source of future upside potential.
0: Yeah, excellent. And so I, I really like that. Not you know, not many of your ounces are actually inferred, right? They're kind of winging a prayer, not, not not applicable for an economic study. You have a vast majority of M&I. Just for my sake and, and for, yeah, for listeners' sake, do you just, what, what's the drill spacing required, you know, for your project, for your standards to get to inferred? And yep. then from there to M&I, what, what, what's the drill spacing required?
1: Yeah. Uh, so yeah I know for, for measured, so we even break down between measured and indicated. For measured it's based on 25 meter spacing or less. Uh, for indicated I believe on average we have maybe about 50 meters or so. Uh, to, to the most it would be 75 meters uh, drill spacing. Um, And so, yeah, within measure and indicated, it would be between 25 to to 75. Measured would be 25 on average. Uh, I think our indicated is actually about 50 metres on average. I think there's very little here uh, where where we would have 75 metres or so. I think anything beyond 75 metres, like if you have two holes that are 80 metres apart, I mean, that, that would be probably inferred. Um, and yeah, as you mentioned, it's very, very little. I mean, we don't even really talk about the inferred at all. Uh, anytime we quote the resource, we're only ever looking at the, the measure and indicated here.
0: Yeah, which is a yeah, high quality and high conviction, high confidence ounces, right? And so yeah. this is what I have never actually asked you this one. Do you have, you know, I mean, this is just maybe speaking to you, you know, John, semi-informally, right? But do you have a silver equivalent number in terms of ounces that you, you what's, you know, your internal targets? Like, what do, you, what do you think this is capable of? When do you kind of flip that switch? At what number do you flip the switch and officially go to a bankable feasibility?
1: Yep. Yeah. So, no, great, great question. And I think we're we're already there, honestly. I think now with uh, the quality that Jack brings here uh, with, you know, uh, at least two years of of mine life coming from Jack, I think that's going to pay back the vast majority of the CapEx here, if not the entire CapEx of this project. Uh, you can receive that payback with Jack. And then now, Kultu, of course, continues to be very, very large scale. I think we have a, a slide in here that shows you uh, the size and scale of this project relative to other silver mid-tier producers. So these are all million-dollar-plus uh, market cap companies. These are producing silvers, silver, uh, silver uh, players out there, uh, large scale. Um, so you can see the the quality and and the well in here. You see the size of this project mm. would absolutely move the needle and, and be a game changer for for any one of these large mid-tier silver producers. Uh, we'll have our pre-feasibility study uh, announced here within the next two months. Uh, so by the the early parts of, of February, we expect to be announcing our pre-feasibility study. Uh, that would show you how much production will be coming here. Uh, and so, yeah, th- this is a large scale project. So as it is today, without any additional drilling, we could move this forward straight to a bankable feasibility study. After the, the pre fees is completed. And we could have that bankable feasibility study completed before the, the end of the year, 2024. Hmm. So, in, in 12 months' time from now, uh, with I think 2 to $3 million US, we could have a bankable feasibility study completed here. So, that's one one approach. Now, the other approach, of course, is again, with, with all these additional targets, mm-hmm. how many of them would be high grade, higher grade than a culto, that you would mine upfront? and so now that we've defined jack that's obviously moved the needle we think Phantasma, alpaca jack north some of these other targets again could represent high grade starter uh pits um so in you know it, it would make sense uh, obviously to to drill those out as well and then incorporate those into the bankable feasibility study so in 2024 i mean we still have some decisions to be made how much you know uh drilling would would uh, what we do here, um, you know, given the size and, and economics of this, uh, we're, we're in a great position. We don't need to define any more ounces here to make this an economic project. It's already very economic, very robust. I think that's going to be shown uh, in the the upcoming pre fees. Um, but yeah, could we do some more drilling to enhance this project? We we believe so, uh, and so that's a decision we'll make and announce, obviously, in in, in the you know early parts of twenty twenty four. Sure,
0: and, and again, I kind of reference this. It's a good problem to have to keep kind of kicking your your economic studies down the road because you keep adding high quality ounces. Uh, the, right now, though, and this is dating back from a the news release just this past fall, a couple months back. I didn't keep the date here, but you do. You know, you did declare sort of a phase four drilling intentions. Is that do we can we expect more exploration drilling before the after PFS before FS? I know you kind of just spoke to this, but just to to yeah. a little more clarity, see.
1: Yeah. So, so that phase four, I mean, that would be the next phase, of course, of, of exploration. So when you look at when we started, so when myself, the career management team took over running this company, it was really in January of 2020. We completed phase one drilling, then phase two, and now we've completed, of course, phase three, which incorporates this jack zone. So, of course, the, the next phase would be the fourth phase of exploration. Um, yeah, no size uh, has been determined yet, uh, and so we're we're still evaluating that. Uh, and again, given the size now that we've doubled the resource here, I think we're we're at a, a size where we feel very confident. This is already highly highly profitable project that can move forward quickly, um, and so we would specifically be targeting for you know uh, these these higher grade uh, starter zones. And so with a, a bit more drilling here, uh, I think we could you know uh, likely uh, continue drilling phase four early next year. And then continue improving the the overall economics here even even further.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have this this proof of concept that mid tiers or majors are going to be looking at with 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 well with a great degree of confidence that there's more to be found here. And I guess maybe I'll ask you this, and I'll bounce back to to kind of my my scheduled questions. But I think there's been lots of conversation and a lot of retail investor interest in the in the potential kind of porphyry beneath. Okulto and uh, and the kind of the, the the surprising copper hits you've got. And you yeah. know, I get it from, from from you know, Abra Silver progressing a mine towards MA going suddenly just kind of like changing gears totally and, and and going after something completely different doesn't necessarily fit that game plan. But how do you, I mean, if there is some some giant lurking beneath Okulto that you're depositing yeah. in your current pit plan, how do you balance not kind of going off script and having to rebuild your entire kind of project but how do you balance that with demonstrating there actually is something down there worthy of attention and worthy of yeah. uh, further value
1: yeah no, another great question i mean we do have serious copper optionality here that's much earlier stage um but yeah there there's a couple different ways that you get copper optionality within within the company and so aside from DW, so I'll talk about the copper beneath the uh, beneath the system here but aside from that, we do have another project. This is called La Coypita. This is in the copper belt of Argentina. So if you're looking for large scale porphyries here, I mean, this is where, where some of the best projects, uh, sort of in the world are located with Filo del Sol to the north, Pascoalama, of course, and then McEwen Mining, Los Azules, uh, which is our closest neighbor, I guess about 50, 60 kilometers, uh, south, south of us. So we consolidated this massive land package here a couple of years ago. Drilled a couple deep holes there, looking for this mega porphyry. Um, all of the holes hit mineralization between two hundred to, to seven hundred meters uh, within just the the couple you know initial drill holes that that we drilled, um, and so there's in clear indications here uh, that there's a large large porphyry here uh, lurking um, somewhere in, in this land package. And so the grades here were about 0.2 to 0.4% copper equivalent, which is on the lower end of things. I mean, typically, porphyries in this uh, part of the world range between 0.4, I would say, up to 0.6, 0.65. Um, and so here we're, we're in discussions. Uh, I think we've, we've you know publicly mentioned this. I mean, it says on the slides as well. We're in discussions with uh, strategic partners that are interested in earning into this project. Uh, And so going forward, they would be funding uh, the drilling in order to maintain, in order to to gain uh, an interest in this project. Uh, And so we would not need to spend any of our cash going forward. uh, And we would maintain a minority interest in what we believe could be a billion ton sort of porphyry. So you're looking for a massive porphyry, uh, relatively lower grade, uh, but could be, you know, uh, worth our market cap or, or a lot more than that. Um, you know, uh, given obviously the the potential size and and grades of these things. Um, So there's a a mega, mega sort of copper porphyry. I think we have exposure to that and obviously uh, advancing those discussions. And then, uh, of course, uh, if things materialize there, um, you know, we'll we'll be announcing that. So that's one way for our investors to, to gain copper optionality. That's obviously the biggest copper potential that we have within the company. Um and now there's also a couple other ways uh within at at Diablos. So one of the ways which you just mentioned is immediately beneath uh both Oculto and Jack. Uh we've never drilled specifically targeting uh sort of uh, a porphyry. But as we've drilled through the oxide mineralization down into the upper portions uh, of of the sulfide mineralization, we've encountered several very high-grade intercepts. I mean, in Jack, the best one was 30 meters of over 3% copper, so phenomenal, with with a a little bit of uh, gold and silver as well. And then beneath the high-grade zone at Occulto, we've had dozens of of high-grade intercepts, well over one, 2% copper. Uh, so there is copper mineralization here for sure. I mean, it's, it's clear. We, we've hit it dozens of, of occasions. Um, but yeah, again, it requires deeper pockets to be doing these uh, deeper drilling uh, in order to bring this all together in a resource. And so we're we're saving you know this for for down the road when we have deeper pockets uh, with with additional financing, uh, we could drill this off clearly define a resource. Now, the thing is, really, I mean, you're going to mine out the oxides first. Mm-hmm. We already have about a 20-year mine life uh, at between Jack and Oculto, uh, 17 to, to 20 years, and, and that could obviously continue to grow. So it doesn't really make sense for us right today uh, to be doing deeper drilling, defining a resource that you're not going to mine for you know, a couple decades uh, down the road. And so that's why we, we have it. We know the potential's there. We obviously want to you know get a better sense of, of the size and, and ultimately the, the grades here. Um, and so you know uh, at the right time, well, again, with, with additional drilling, uh, we, we could uh, define a resource here, and that's something we, we think could add value for the company for sure. Um, but then at Diablilos, if you look uh, aside, I mean, At Oculto and, uh, you know, Jack, all of that's sort of focused towards the southern part of our land package. If you go five kilometers to the north, we almost have an entirely separate project here, uh, which, again, we don't talk about because we've never done any drilling here. But there's a series of outcropping porphyries. We call this sort of the the porphyry complex to the north. Uh, You can see it in in a bit more detail on the right-hand side here. There's a series of outcropping porphyries. There's been some historical drilling here that has encountered uh, gold and, and of course copper. Uh, so we think, look, if we were drilling for porphyries, you would likely do it here because this is closer to surface. You could be mining uh, copper here, uh, you know, simultaneously. This is not located beneath uh, the current deposits. This is an entirely, almost separate project. Uh, so there's, you know, uh, copper potential there. We've wanted to drill this for years, but again, we're looking to be very very efficient on how we we you know spend our exploration dollars uh and so yeah this I think this would be higher priority uh than than drilling beneath uh beneath the uh, occulto
0: and it makes sense right i mean you you you've mentioned it a couple of times and you you've had this very kind of telescoped aggressive process where, yeah, you, you're moving from a PA to now a PFS. And so your, your, your timelines have been extremely aggressive. So it does make sense. Yeah. Like you say, don't get distracted by other things when you already have such a successful project, but just yeah a lot of, a lot of exciting potential. And, you know, people can't help but ask about it. Right. Um, yeah. Just so transitioning here, a couple of topics left here. So increasing grade, right. it's always, always nice to see. And again, like without kind of the, the, the shenanigans that can go with inferred sometimes, right. That you have this increasing yep. grade, increase in cutoff from gra- from 35 to 45 grams silver equivalent, which again, also great to see, right? So you've increased yep. your resource while increasing your cutoff. Do you want to, just on that note, so higher cutoff grades, uh, do you just want to discuss Like almost, I mean, I'm sure there'll be, what was the philosophy behind that discussion? What was your, what kind of understandings of your project came out of the PEA that made you decide to change your cutoff grade?
1: Yep. Yeah, so, so we went to more sophisticated approach, I would say. Uh, so in the past, historically, we've always used just a fixed cutoff grade, whereas in the past, it was 35 grams per tonne, silver equivalent. Uh, so no matter where the mineralization is located on, in, within the deposits, uh, we were just using that 35 gram per tonne cutoff. And I think a lot of junior, I mean, that that is probably the, the normal approach. Uh, so it's not like we were being very aggressive. I mean, we were just using sort of standard convention there, um, but yes yeah, our modeling here has become much more sophisticated i'd say over, over even the last 12 months but certainly over the last 2 3 years uh, it's it's uh, you know a radical radical improvement there of our understanding of of this system and of of the modeling that that we've been doing here um now we're using sort of a, a net value per block approach so we're looking where's the mineralization located is it you know, 300 meters uh, down beneath uh, at, at Occulto. Uh, so it's quite quite far from surface. Um, and we're assigning specific values to, to every individual block here that we model. And so on average, now we're not just using, you know, I mean, on average now it equates to about a 45 gram per ton cutoff, but it, it varies. Uh, so in some cases, if it's very shallow, we're using a lower cutoff because it is, you know, uh, much closer to surface. Uh, easier to to mine and process, uh, and so even if you have lower grades, that becomes economic. As generally, as you get down deeper, using higher cut-offs. And so now, on average, the overall cut-off is uh, forty-five grams per ton. And so it's a much more sophisticated approach. As we're going to the pre-fees, uh, we we thought you know it's a, it's a great time to be doing that. Uh, and certainly, as you get to the bankable fees, I think we'll we'll, we'll continue to to use this method. And, you know, it varies by deposit as well. At Jack, there's obviously higher recoveries. So you have to take that into consideration. Uh, and now the, the recoveries have improved at, at Oculto as well. So you're you're looking at, you know, your cost of mining, your recoveries, uh, you know, uh, the depth of mineralization, et cetera, uh, and assigning specific values and then declaring a resource. So this is much more conservative. I mean, generally, when you increase your cutoff grade, as we have here, um, you know, obviously, the amount of of uh, material of contained metal uh, decreases, and so we're very proud that look. Even though we increased the cutoff grade quite quite significantly, uh, the overall metal clearly increased. Obviously, the the grades increased as well, um, and so we're we're very proud that this deposit clearly hangs together, even if you're using higher more more conservative sort of assumptions.
0: Well, I think that's such a good example for me of why I like investing in, in development companies is that you know this you you obviously just demonstrated and displayed that you've you've evolved from a conceptual model that, that, that there's a pit could exist to to the higher level of confidence of a mastery of how to how to maximize your dollars and your value of that pit and so i mean that it's it's something that as an investor i think is critical to see and i and i like it um yeah just, I mean, just a few minutes left here you mentioned increased recoveries right so from your pa yep. to your, or sorry from your previous from your pa to now Uh, went from 73.5% to 82.6 for silver, you know, that, that's the, that's the big headline one, 86 to 86.5 for gold. I guess the question I have is, 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 uh, what did you do differently? Like, what did you add or change to the flow sheet? I mean, obviously when you have a huge silver, high grade silver deposit, like you have adding 11% more just from recovery, has huge material impacts on on, on your valuation, right? Wait, what what did you do? What did you do to the flow sheet to get that to happen?
1: Yep. Yeah, so so that's certainly a material material change. I think that's obviously going to be quantified when we announce the pre fees, and so at a culto cool alone, as you mentioned, it's really the silver uh, recovers gold. Where we're still in line between on average eighty six percent. So in in the PA, there's no no major differences there, uh, but on the silver side, increasing from on average seventy three uh, percent silver to now 83%, 84 percent on average. Uh, that It's 10% more silver that you're uh, getting revenue for. And so that amounts to another 12 million ounces or so um, that that's going to be in the the mine plan of the the pre-fee study. So a couple major differences. I mean, in terms of flow sheet, we've added now a gravity uh, separation uh, circuit here right up front. And so this is very low cost. I mean, it's a no brainer for the amount of additional metal that's being required here, so it's you know gravity separation is is most commonly known as like the the Nelson concentrators are or, or probably the the most uh, you know well known across the industry. Uh, so something like that. So initially you you crush now uh, you grind it and it goes straight to a Nelson uh, sort of separator, uh, and with that you you uh, some of the native silver here would be recovered. Hmm. So you get about eight to nine percent silver recoveries. Uh, just from incorporating that gravity separation. And so that's the big difference. And so that's really helped drive the overall silver recoveries. A lot of Jack is uh, in native silver, uh, and a lot of the, the high grade portions of Oklo as well. And so that's really helped improve things. Uh, that also, in addition, helps minimize the costs. So, you know, uh, you don't have to fine grind this, uh, you don't have to, you know, do all this uh, sort of uh, cyanide Sinai tank leaching here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so as you skip steps, obviously just putting it through a gravity separation circuit and then uh, recovering that through, uh, you know, you, you recover gold and silver dore bars, um, that, that minimizes costs as well. Uh, so a lot of tonnage can, can go through that and, and be recovered that way. But then also again, the modeling has become much more sophisticated than it was uh, a couple years ago, and so we've now separated uh, Oculto within I think four different domains, and so there's various different geological domains within the high-grade Tesoro zone that has a different recovery profile than you know when you're down deeper into primarily gold uh, mineralization. So whereas yeah. Oculto, the PA study, on average, we use seventy-three and a half percent across the board. Again, we're now becoming much more sophisticated. Uh, and so we're assigning different recovery rates based on uh, the, the mineralogy here uh, within that same deposit. And so we've done that. And again, as a result, silver recoveries uh, have improved for for the higher grade silver sections. And that's going to be reflected in in the upcoming pre uh, prefees.
0: And then, so you mentioned, I think you've already kind of answered this, but yeah, Jack and Phantasma, just from June Results, we're in the 90s, right? And so it seemed like a market improvement from there. Is that just a more amenable mineralization? I think you mentioned that, right? The native silver, like you didn't, there's yes. no different, no, like the flow, th- flow sheet, pardon me, yes. is, is simple and easy, but it's the same one for Jack and Phantasma, just better mineralization. That's right. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Because Jack has higher grades, you you get higher recoveries. And so sure. that that's, uh, yeah, but it's it's the exact same. So now everything would have a, a gravity and then a sort of a tank leech uh, in terms of... Uh, processing so it's yeah. it's all the same processing
0: yeah and nothing nothing bespoke or complicated right it's not refactored. it's Correct. super simple it's yeah. Awesome. yeah okay try so, test in
1: true simple yeah. open pit you know cyanide mining it's uh it's, it's quite straightforward
0: yeah you can't beat that's the nice thing about for you know gold and silver versus battery metals is it's just the minute the metallurgy is so well understood right yeah so pit pit design transitioning so maybe it's just a simple question just again for the to frame this the next one, but how deep is it and what's the current strip ratio for your for your main pit?
1: Yeah, uh so Kulto goes down to about
0: 300 meters or so
1: uh beneath beneath surface. Um, Jack is uh even shallower, so the mineralization at Jack sta- starts at about 50, uh, 50 or 60 meters below surface and maybe goes down to, to 200 meters or so uh, and that's obviously just the, the base of the oxides there is, is closer to surface. Oculto goes down to about 300, maybe 320 or so meters uh, at, at the deepest point. Uh, for the strip ratio, we're, we're calculating that. I mean, it used to be 3.6 to 1 at Oculto. Um, now, at Jack, it's, it's the overall stripping costs, obviously, that matter. Uh, at Jack, it's free dig material. So, whereas at Oculto, you have to drill and blast the, the, the waste, which costs about $3 per ton. Now at Jack, the mining costs have actually come down because it's free dig material. Uh, So there's no drill or blasting required. You're just literally digging uh, 50 meters of of dirt, uh, moving that. uh, And then now you're mining uh, the the high-grade mineralization at Jack. And so, again, the the strip ratios, et cetera, will be in the technical report, uh, will be in the the upcoming pre-fees. But your overall uh, stripping costs have have for sure come down because now you're starting – in this higher grade zone uh, that requires less expensive, um,
0: you know, uh, you
1: know uh, mining costs. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, again, like, I mean, it's, I think it's such a great example of how all these little details for Abra show is such an economic and powerful project, right? So final question on pit design, the one that I kind of wanted to ask you, and you kind of referenced it with, with the jack starter pit, has it been optimized yet in terms of pushbacks for different stages or is that still to come when the, with the PFS?
1: That that'll be incorporated in the pre fees. We're finalizing that right now. I, the pre-fees is about 85% complete, so we're very, very advanced. I mean, you know, we'll be announcing it in a couple months, so that's uh, expected. Uh, so we've been working on that pre fees behind the scenes for for over six months now, for sure. Um, you know, we have a mind plan and sort of uh, running different scenarios, optimizing that, and then you know the final one, of course, will will get incorporated as a base case in in the upcoming pre fees in, in
0: two months' time. Sure. No, oh, thank you, and I'll just have to look forward to that one too. I will look forward to reading about that one. Um, the last two questions, super simple. I mean, we talked about cheap exploration again. This is you know, you're not drilling a kilometer deep, you know, or through 300 meters of cover, et cetera, et cetera, right? I mean, it's I think you said 17 cents per ounce silver equivalent added. Obviously, that that's a pretty pretty yeah. pretty nice number, yeah. right? And that's you can see it's twice your twice your costs from yeah. the previous two. So you're out of control, I say sarcastically, right? <laughs> nice, nice and cheap. I guess the question i have i mean what you know can you give us the industry average or what what's what's an industry average for a you know a product of your style or your type that, that you, we can use as a bellwether
1: yeah no i i really wish i knew i mean uh so <laughs> unfortunately most peers don't uh announce that and it's very very difficult to calculate so we've tried benchmarking that i mean there are a few peers that that uh you know uh announce that uh, certainly, we're, we're the lowest that, that we've seen out of the peers that announced that. And it could be difficult to calculate because if you have various exploration projects and you're drilling all over the place and then you're not updating the, the resource every year now, it's, you know, uh, how much did you spend? It, it's You know, you can't really calculate that breakdown. So I think for investors, I mean, as a, you know, uh, investor looking to invest in exploration companies. That should be, I think, a, a key question. Uh, you should be asking all all management teams, they should obviously know what it is uh, and you know, uh, they, they should be uh, announcing what it is as well. just so disclosing that information. Uh, but we were not able to define to that for the vast majority of our peers, I would say. And so for us, look, as we were infill drilling Oculto, it, it's very, very cheap. I mean, below 10 cents an ounce, uh, now, as you step out, obviously there's more drilling required, which is why the cost uh, per ounce uh, went up. But again, I think we're we're industry leading uh, as far as we can tell. Um, it would be great to to have a slide and show that across the board, but I, I just don't have that information.
0: No, nope, fair, and, I'm, and it would be kind of a survivorship bias, where only the companies proud of that number are going to be pronouncing it to the market anyway, right? So, um, yeah. Contributing factors, and this is kind of a gimme, right? I think it's the, the answers are in the question itself. But what, what is leading to this success? Because it is obviously a great, you know, it talk about like accretive value for, for financings and dilution. This is a great example of, of positive, positive use of money. I mean, is it just the exceptional grade, strong geological understanding? Am I missing something? You know, what, what's contributing to this kind of very, very cheap ounces on the board? Yeah, so for for us, I think,
1: look, there was already a lot of data available. So when we took over this project, uh, myself and especially Dave O'Connor, who's our chief geologist, and now the, the team that he has at, at site in Salta in Argentina, phenomenal, phenomenal geologist there. Uh, so they really looked at all the data, obviously really understood it. And for us, in this case, there was clear spaces that were underexplored. And so that high-grade zone, even within the pit, it was, you know, there was a couple holes here historically that hit 10 grams plus of gold over, you know, 10 meters or so, uh, 20 meters even. Um, And then they were never followed up because I guess, you know, as this project has changed hands over the years or, you know, some of the the predecessor companies ran out of cash, were unable uh, to to drill there, you know, um, I think there was some very, very obvious targets. And so for us, we've been blessed. Look, we have a great team, Uh, the geologists are are phenomenal. They really understood this deposit. And then as we've drilled it, I mean, it's far exceeded our initial expectations. We thought, look, within the pit, we could uh, do, do some drilling here, really boost this resource. But now that we have a regional understanding and you see that the mineralization continues far outside of the existing pits, and there's a series of pits here, I think you know that's uh, that's everybody's dream uh, on the the exploration side. So we we clearly have a phenomenal project here, and as we drill it, we we gain better understanding. You know, I think we we've been very prudent as well as you mentioned. Look, there's a number of targets we could have ten drill rigs going here, drilling deep, drilling up to the north, drilling copper porphyries, but we've decided let's be very focused. Let's always be mindful of dilution. Uh, what's going to generate the biggest value for your buck? Uh, let's drill those targets, and so we've been very selective. I mean, this could be a much bigger project, and you know, uh, I think uh, it will ultimately be a much bigger project than what we see today. But we're you know gradually getting there instead of just
0: going crazy and drilling all these all these zones all at the same time. Yeah, and fair. I think that that focused approach is is I think there's there's, <clears throat> there's strong value to that. That's the end of my questions, John. I guess final thoughts to you. Perfect. No, I
1: think I think that's it. Look, I think uh, you know, uh, definitely very very happy with the progress we've made. Um, thanks again for for having me back. I think we have a, a number of very important catalysts coming up. Uh, that pre fees is going to be key, uh, and then with additional exploration targets next year. Uh, look, I, we think uh, this project's going to continue to grow. We're going to continue to de risk it as quickly and uh, as uh, prudently as as possible here. Uh, so a lot of upcoming catalysts. So yeah, uh, welcome. Uh, you know, uh, thanks for for having me on, and and I'd be happy to come back as we continue to to unlock value here.
0: Yeah, excellent. And that's the feelings. Feelings are likewise. Feelings are mutual here. Thanks for coming on, and absolutely look forward to getting you back on for the pre because that'll be a fun discussion too. John Miniotis, Abra Silver. Thank you for your time, and yeah, have a good day, and I'll see you in a couple months, maybe. Thanks very much. All right, see you.